In season three, we are focused on meeting all of our chamber member authors. With the talent we have locally, we can't wait for you to engage and participate in a virtual book club in 2024. Join us for episode one in season three. So our main Welcome to season three of FountainCast, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by the Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host today, Betsy Lavoie, and I am thrilled to be sitting here with our chamber member authors locally here in Fountain Hills, Arizona. We're going to start with an introduction with these first authors, and we will have a part two with additional chamber member authors. Kurt, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Please share your name and your book. My name is Kurt Perry, and it's spelled with a K-U-R-T, and the last name is Paré, P-A-R-E, although I just say Perry because that doesn't sound so Frenchy. <laughs> and and uh, my book uh, actually is published by a publisher. It's not self-published, and it's named Geisig Skin Flint's First Christmas. And it's a German name is Geisig, means uh, stingy, and Skinflint means uh, frugal or, or, or something such as that. And that's his personality, the protagonist's personality throughout the story. It takes place in mid-50s in, um, happens to be Wisconsin, my native home. I was made in Wisconsin and uh, born in Wisconsin. And uh, from that point on, I, a lot of my background material is based on Wisconsin's culture and so forth. In this particular uh, book, I've um, taken an individual that has never in his lifetime experienced Christmas because his parents from Germany were hard workers and they didn't waste time on things that didn't make money. So his, even though his birthday was on December 25th, he never celebrated his birthday either because his parents didn't want to waste time with birthday presents. In a young age, he takes over his father's woodworking business and converts it into a national business, woodworking business, located in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, making clothespins and coat hangers out of wood. During the World War II, he went into military production making wood, wooden stocks for rifles. Now he's back in 1957, and in this two-day period that covers in this tome, the transition from being a miser, where he treats his employees with no benefits, no paid holidays, nothing, not even Christmas, because that's a waste of time and money. But they do have a time off. And the, the cover features, and, and this is a, a transformation that takes place during his sleeping period on December 23rd, waking up on December 24th, Christmas Eve day. He has his dreams. This one is a, a, a snowflake angel, and this is, the other one is she's holding a red rose. And they play significant parts in his transformation from his cold-blooded uh, attitude towards money to becoming a very benevolent uh, person to his employees. And uh, I find that the people that have read it, it's very interesting to them. It's warm-hearted, and, and it delivers a, a seasonal message, but you can read it any time. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I can't wait to great. hear because I know you have another one to share too. I, I have another so one coming wait, out. Wait on that. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. That is so great. Thank you. To continue with our introductions, Dr. Chris Condon. Hi, thanks. So, yeah, my book is called The Richest Man in the Hospital. And it's kind of a funny title, but the, the reason I wrote the book is because some of it is reflective of my own life experience and sort of losing account of where my own health was on that journey. And so I, I wrote the book to get people to think a little bit more about how you have a philosophy. And your philosophy isn't just this ethereal academic thing, it's a practical thing. And so all of your philosophies dictate your thoughts and actions. And so certainly the outcomes are going to be something that you're going to appreciate either sooner or later, depending on what you do with, when it comes to your health. And so that's just a little bit of the story that I went through and a journey that I share that I hope that can get people to be a little bit more conscious of their decisions. Okay, that's awesome. And we're going to learn more about the ins and outs of how they publish, who they publish through, if they self-published in just a moment. And to continue. Well, my name is Julie Jones, and my book is Stop Waiting, Start Living. And so it's a platform of mine that I've been extremely passionate about because as a former police officer and SWAT member, as well as in my own personal life, I have seen how quickly life can change on a dime. There really truly is no promise of tomorrow. And so for me, it's all about getting people to live in the now, to get people to really enjoy their moments because again, tomorrow is not promised. So I'm really excited about this book because it's more than just a book, it's a journal as well to really get people to take inspired action. Wonderful, Julie, thank you. Um, I'm Dr. Jody, I'm a holistic veterinarian. And the title of my book is Live With Your Pet In Mind. Um, when I uh, decided to go to veterinary school, I knew that I also someday would want to be a writer. And so it's a little bit odd that my major in college was actually agricultural journalism. Um, most people that become a doctor or MD or DVM uh, major in biology or something like that and so agricultural journalism was a little odd um, but I've been writing for different magazines and things for many years I took an integrative health coaching course um, not too long ago because I wanted to truly be able to help the pets holistically and in order to do that I would also have to help the pet parents so the health coaching course um, taught me how to do that and then from there they offered a launch your dream book course. And they said, um, ignore your family, ignore everything for six months, and by the end, you will have a book done. And so that's how my book was first created. That's awesome. So um, I'm excited to be able to talk more about it. Okay, great, we are too. Melcy. Wonderful, so I'm totally opposite of you. Melcy with Clover I had no intentions of ever becoming an author. I, uh, that was farthest from the list, but however, after I created my successful executive VA company uh, a few years ago, I was like, how best can we celebrate our wins and share with other women how possible it is to create something like a company or something that you have such passion about uh, with help of others, mentorship. So I created, or I, I launched Six Figure Chicks book along with 10 other fantastic females who are six-figure earning chicks in their own right and to share our stories of successes and our roadblocks and 
our stories of why, why we're here and what we do and, um, you know, how to get there with support. So I want to share those stories with other women so that they know it is possible. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And Andrea. Hi. Um, my name is Andrea Martinez, and I, again, was not planning on this book at all. I knew I was going to write when I was young. I just put it off for a very long time. Uh, my book is called I Want the Truth. It's pretty much based on my entire life. Um, it's about love, and it's something that I never knew I wanted because I never believed in it. And I've been through probably so many relationships, I can't even tell you the truth. And I knew that it just, it wasn't, it didn't exist. So I didn't even know what it was at one time. So I prayed, I said, God, you know what? If this is a real thing, you're gonna have to show me because I don't believe it. And believe it or not, he did, he really did. And so he wanted me to share that with everybody else. And after I did that, believe it or not, I got married two months later <laughs> from my very first boyfriend that I had at 17 years old. He came back around and out of the blue called me. Yeah, and I can't do this. It's just everything. So yeah, there it is. That's awesome. That's that is. I love it. That's, that shows intention. <laughs> <laughs> Clear intention. That's so this is our first introduction to all of our authors, and we are going to take a deeper dive and a book study into each and every one of these books. And I invite you, our audience, to participate with us. We're going to take months to do this, and so we will, in the description, share when the next podcast will record for a deeper dive and book study into each one of their books. And many of these uh, authors have multiple books, and so we will share the other books that they have written or will be, will be providing in the future as well at that time. So before we uh, talk more about publishing, I would love to know from, to, to Andrea's point, she spoke about how she was inspired to write this. And so I'd love to know if anyone else had a true, and, and Mel share too how you were inspired, um, something that inspired you to write this book. Was it a person that inspired you? Perhaps mm -hmm. you always knew you were going to write. Anything that you might want to share of how you were inspired to, to write? My book was dedicated to an animal communicator. And in um, kind of a medical field, you're usually very scientific about your thinking. Um, but across my path uh, was an animal communicator in my veterinary practice who ended up um, coming in on Saturdays and standing up front where my patients were coming in the door and then whispering things to me like, my my hip feels a little warm here. I think that pet has a problem. And I ended up being able to medically verify a lot of these things. And so she um, ended up helping me with a lot of cases and telling me what, not only what my own pets were saying and thinking, but also a lot of my patients. So um, that's a little facet that's in my book too. Very that's cool. very interesting, yeah. yes. That is. Yeah, I think for me as a breakthrough coach, I knew I wanted to write and I didn't believe that I had the ability to write. I didn't see myself as a writer. And so I always know that if I'm going to coach or support other people, that I lead by example. And so I put myself out there. Um, putting yourself out there for a book can be pretty scary mm -hmm. because it's 
really the idea that you're putting your heart out there. And there were things that I shared in this book that I forgot that not everybody in my life knew. Mm -hmm. I shared, you know, really some personal things that had happened to me. And and I say happened to me, and it's actually they happened for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so that in and of itself, when people came back to me and said, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And now here you are, you stand before other people today. So it was really me. And then um, I have had a lot of support in my life. My book is dedicated to my husband, um, who's always believed in me and supported my dreams, as well as my parents. You know, I my parents gave me the foundation to know that there was anything that I wanted to do that I could do. And so um, I did it. You know, and now, uh, like you said, it's one of nine books. Mm -hmm. So, like, you kind of cross over that first little bump, and then it's like, oh, the rest is history. Let's keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. What about you, Dr. Hamilton? Uh, I could say for me, it's interesting. Like Dr. Jody, I, I, my background was my my first degree was in professional writing, and yet, mm. like you say, Julie, it's daunting to think about writing a book. I mean, I was qualified technically. But to do it psychologically and emotionally is a very surreal thing. At least for me, it was. Um, but you know, Julie, as my breakthrough coach, inspired me to do that, and, okay. and I really give her the credit because this was something that was in the works in my mind for a long time. And Julie's like, "What are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, just stop waiting, man. Let's go." So I, I can I, see Julie saying, you know, and, "And you can't really say no to Julie." Can only get away with saying, you know, I'm thinking about it so long. So, right. so I'm, I'm just grateful for, for you. And for those of you who know me well, you know that I love this collaborative efforts. So as chamber members, we are a community. And to see that right here already, even in the development of a book, is so cool. And I know that, that Mel and Julie have collaborated on, on uh, books as well. And so just to see that collaboration to me, is heartwarming. I feel like a proud mama when I see that. Um, what about you, Kurt? Huh? What inspired you? Well, probably soon after I was born, I was inspired to do something. And uh, I got an early start in uh, working for a weekly newspaper in Wisconsin after school on Saturdays. And I love printing. That's the only thing I ever did all my life was to be involved with printing. I had my own business at one time. And... Uh, so you're doing a lot of writing and journalism. And then I got away from it uh, to some degree, but I came back to it as, a, as I got closer to retirement, which uh, was another story. I, uh, <laughs> my whole life is a story in itself. So I decided just to get it down on paper for my benefit and whoever my descending relatives care about reading, I wrote Alluring Memories, which is my bio autobiography. And it's, Naturally, you got to be careful when you're writing your autobiography to be both honest and modest. And that was a challenge, but I got through it. <laughs> I got through it, and I published, or printed my, I printed 50 copies, and that was the beginning of it. Meanwhile, I've written a lot of stuff that ended up in a cardboard box, you know, half done, full done, didn't like it. And then I finally picked up on this and went forward with it and, and, and this is the result of that. I'm working on another one right now which is in editing. It's called uh, Bud Whiskey and Perfume. It's a little more of the adult than the version. I say this, somebody's asked me, what's a guy's influence audience? I'd say someplace between 16 and 116. You know, 
this uh, new one is more adult, and it, it, it encompasses a deputy sheriff. His name is Jack Dupay in uh, Wisconsin, and it, most people know him, yourselves included, you always have experiences, and when you're at parties or gatherings, you start talking about them. Well, somebody suggested to Jack Dupay, the protagonist in my new novel, that maybe you ought to write a book about it. So I wrote 14 short stories of what he would tell at a party or a gathering, and I combined them into this book, which is, is titled Blood, Whiskey, and Perfume, because those are the professional and personal experiences that he's encountered. And um, that's coming out next. Now, getting back to this book, I live over in Park Place on the fourth floor. And I had it finished, and I was trying to find some way to get it published. And I wasn't too interested in self-publishing, because that's a different situation totally, but getting a publisher is even a bigger challenge. So I saw a car in the parking lodge or, or garage over there with a sign on the side, publisher. So how do I reach it? I, what I did is I took my manuscript, and I put it in a bag, and I hung it on the door of the car. <laughs> so, and sure enough, I got the phone call. Where's the, the, the publisher lives. <laughs> she lives right below me in Park Place. Sure. Yeah. So, Curry, you gave me goosebumps. Uh, I'm from Wisconsin, too. Pardon? I'm from Wisconsin as well. And I totally forgot I worked in a print shop, too, when I was little. Where? In uh, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. From Fond du Lac. I was from Columbus, Wisconsin. Okay, well. Yeah, I was born in Peshtigo. You know where Peshtigo is? Yeah. I do, because yeah. I have a place up in... Uh, um, Anago or Elko, uh, yep, between Anago and Rhinelander, and I grew up in Milwaukee, so we've all got the Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in Peshtigo, and that's where the worst, most disastrous fire, Fires. natural fire in the history mm -hmm. of the United States occurred on the same day as the Chicago fire, mm -hmm. and it was about 1877, I believe. But I was born after the fire, and um, grew up there, and then I, we moved around a little bit during the war, Dad, and we finally settled down in Columbus, Wisconsin, and which is near Madison, and that's where I worked for the weekly newspaper and got started in my call, Gutenberg's Perfume World, because when you go into a store or a bakery, everything, they all have their individual perfume or aroma, so print shops do too, so I named it Gutenberg's Perfume, and that, in my alluring memories, that is one of the chapters that covers, first, my growing up in medical history. Second is my occupation, and the third was the love of my life of 40 years about Elaine. And those are the three uh, segments of that book, Alluring Memories. And I just gave it to her relatives and stuff like that. Back so then you would collate books with, um, they'd have the stacks of paper, and you'd put the sticky stuff on your finger and go pull each piece of paper. Yeah. It was all done by hand. I'd go after school and you'd be all sticky. Uh, you know? have to use a sponge and get all the glue off your fingers. And that probably explains all my problems. I, <laughs> I wrote a, a paper. Go to work and sniff glue. <laughs> I wrote a paper on my experiences in, in journalism. I started out when you're doing type by extending type by fingers yep, yeah, in a line of type. So my, I, my, my paper I wrote this is called My Journey from Digits to Digital. <laughs> and that had to go from the time I was sitting tight by hand to where we are today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've made that journey in, in, as um, 
at this goes this I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be 90 in this coming this year so wow. I, awesome. so I've got a lot of experiences and most of the, some of the experiences in this book which I related to were actual experiences I had in, in business now and not in, not in a domestic domain but in business and uh, it was a source of I've encouraged me because everybody talks about somebody that's a little conservative, you know, well, you're nothing but an old Scrooge. And I didn't like that expression <laughs> because I was in business and I worked for corporations and such. So I kind of model this as a modern day Scrooge that becomes transformed into something more more human. So <laughs> that's great. And I would never describe you as an old Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. that's so I, I like that. I'm going to. Get more you members. Keep me you. around. Yes, definitely. And Andrea and Mel, is there anything you'd like to add about your inspiration? That was pretty much it. Yes, you're, yes, yeah, you did that share. That was it. Fully. I was kind of forced to do that, and uh, it was it was something else. And it was funny because I did it in the weekend, believe it or not. Did you really? I, I prayed real hard, and I was like, okay, let's. It was, it was, I knew it was him because he kept taunting me and taunting me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it so I don't have to hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, prayed real hard. How do you want me to do this? I don't know where to start. I've never done this. I wasn't thinking about doing any of this. And I had just been through a divorce. My, it was, it was, I was married 18 years and it was, it was not good. So my mind wasn't even right. So I went to, I lived in San Diego at the time, so I went to a, a hotel, and it was a beachfront, and I sat there for three days in the hotel, looked at the beachfront, and kidding not, I sat there and just typed for three days straight, I think I slept two hours those three days, wow. and I didn't even, when I, when I did it, I didn't even remember what I wrote at the end, and I remember praying so hard, and he said, don't even look at it, just close it, you're done. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. That's so great. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> I can't wait till our deeper time. <laughs> when I read it, the first of believe it or not, I didn't even, he told me, I'm still afraid every step of the way because I have no clue what I was doing. And he said, don't even, don't even proofread it. I sent it in, and the lady was like, I have to have this book. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what it's about. Don't ask me questions. And so, <laughs> the first time after it was published, and they sent me the first copy, that's when I read it. Wow. All at once, my husband and I sat on the couch and cried. I said, did I, who wrote this, me? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it, it was, yeah, this whole thing is mind blowing. I can't believe I'm sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. So, yeah. Fantastic. What about you, Mel? Well, like you say, it's a circle of influence. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we're all connected because of the chamber, thank you very much. But we're, we're in other circles, the circles of influence, I always like to say, is such a powerful thing. You know, for my book, I was turned on by the notion of becoming an international bestseller by one of my business coaches, Colleen Biggs, mm -hmm. who's here in the Valley. And then from Colleen, I was introduced to Julie Jones. And Julie Jones became a co-author in this book. And now she's my, uh, you know, guiding light coach to take my business farther but i i'm a huge belief that you know once you take the leap like it's so much easier to just do many other books or continue on to things that you may have thought you would never that would never be possible 
for you to attain or reach. And that's because of the people that you have in your circle that support you, that give you the tools necessary to just move that needle forward in your life or your business. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely believe strongly in the people that you surround yourself with are very instrumental in growth. Right, right. Well, very good. I think with that, we're going to end for today because I have probably 35 more questions. <laughs> we're going to wait until our deeper dive because I've um, either read or started every single book, but I've not finished every single book. So I'm really thrilled to do so. And along with another staff person here from the chamber, Kristen Milishowski, we are going to take our deeper dive over the next six to eight months with this group. And then over the next six to eight months with with our second group of authors. So thank you all for watching. Please leave us a comment. Let us know if you're going to follow along. Uh, let us know if you're going to purchase the books that we've shared. We hope that you do. And we will provide where you can purchase the books. We hope it to have all of the books in our Chamber of Commerce gift shop, our Chamber gift shop. We hope to have that. But I do know they're all available online to purchase as well. And we'd love to have people involved in the conversation. Read the books with us. Let's do a community book study. Let's do a community book club in the 2024 year um, digitally all together. So thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of season three of Fountaincast. That will wrap up our first episode of season three. Thank you to all of our guests, Kurt Pare, Dr. Chris Condon, Julie Jones, Dr. Jody Grunstern, and Andrea Martinez, and Mel Carr. What a pleasure to listen and meet and introduce each and every one of you. I can't wait for our deeper dive coming up and hopefully coming to Fountain Hills Day will be each and every one of these authors for a book signing so that you can meet them in person and purchase their books. If you'd like to participate in our Fountain Hills, Arizona, Fountain Hills Day, join us from 10 to 2 on Saturday, March 23rd. Once again, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to watch, you can check this episode out on our YouTube channel. Just search for Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce. Please don't forget to share our show with friends, neighbors, clients, anyone in your network. And please like, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. As today's host, Betsy Lavoie, thank you, Fountain Hills, for continuing to be the very best community. Wait, which, wait, 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 this is season three, let me speak out loud, season three, episode three, is that right? I believe so. I think that's right. I believe that's right. Well, who else did you have? You had us, had, the, the, the group. You were guys one, you were yeah. episode one, and then I had the chamber authors as this part two, because we had that many. And then the this is the two. first one. This is the first in-depth. Okay. So this is what everybody's going to have to, like, the standard. Yes, is gonna yes. Be yes. Set, you you know? standard. That's a hard. <laughs> you're going to set the bar high, I know. Uh, so also, Kristen, I was going to do a voiceover to do thank our sponsors for Fountain mm -hmm. So we don't have to do it now.
Okay. All right. So we could do that later. Do it later. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Wait. Who am I looking at? This one. We're looking at the the big yes. the big the big black camera. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to season three, episode three of Fountaincast. I am Betsy Lavoy with the Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce, and I'm here today with two very special people. I will let you both introduce yourselves. Go ahead. Oh, really? Go ahead. Okay. Yes, I course. guess we're just going to go like yes. you know, round robin here. So I am Julie Jones with the Adventures of Julie Jones, and I love to say I'm the one and only Julie Jones. Yes, I would agree <laughs> with that. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Kristen Milashowski, business engagement here at your Fountain Hills Chamber of Commerce. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> so this is the very first official episode of our deeper dive in depth with our chamber member authors. And so, Julie, let's start out. So you have more than one book. So if you could please share with our audience all of your books, and then we'll take a deeper dive into just one. Just one. Okay. Okay. So it started off with, this is my number one book, Stop Waiting, Start Living. So this is the one that I released on November 17th, 2021. So just like in a little over, gosh, two and a half years, because it's not even, I mean, it's like 2024, but it would be November of 2024. Mm -hmm. That would be three years. So I have this one, and then I did a journal, Stop Doing, Start Being. I have the Entrepreneur's Toolkit for Success, Six Figure Chicks. This is the third edition that I'm in of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude. I'm also in another book that I forgot to bring the copy of, but it's um, The Magic of Positivity. Mm. And then um, I just got released as of yesterday, February 29th. I'll put that out there. Leap year. For the second edition of the 365 Days of Gratitude, another gratitude book. So if you get a theme, it's all yes. about gratitude, right? right? Yes. And that leads to the positivity. That's right. Yes. Leads to the yes. positivity. Okay. Yes. Awesome. That is so exciting. It all is. All of that success. You are truly a chamber member author. Love it. Well, and you know what's funny about it all is that, like, I always like to tell people that it was overcoming the idea that I didn't think I was a writer. Right. So like it was a really big dive when I did my first book, Stop Waiting, Start Living, because I thought to myself, holy cow, like I'm really putting myself out there. And then when you get great response, which all authors do, because people recognize that it's a challenge to put yourself out there then, you know, the rest of them come easy. The part that's not easy is always coming up with new and different ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just like the one and only Julie Jones. So when she's going (laughs) to overcome writing, she's going to overcome it with multiple um, (laughs) success stories. I love it. I love it. So we are going to take a deeper dive into Start Waiting. Start, stop waiting, (laughs) start (laughs) living. Right, we are not waiting. We are not going to start to wait. Stop waiting, start living. We are getting out of the waiting room. There is a great book, if you've never read, by um, Dr. Seuss called All the Places Will Go. Oh, I love that book. And I love that book, but it's it's really, if you read it, reread it again as an adult, Mm -hmm. there are so many key takeaways, and he talks about the waiting place in Mm -hmm. there, you know, to stop being in the waiting place right and dr seuss you know has been a big influence on on me unbeknownst to me mm-hmm. right so yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah so share since this is the very first julie jones book share with us how it came to be did you self-publish how did you find the co um collaborators on the book like tell us a little bit more about the initial beginnings the beginnings so there was this idea right and 
I went to some different seminars and different things where people talked about that a book is really becomes your calling card. You know, it sets you apart in so many different aspects when you have a business. And of course, I knew that I always like to set myself apart, but I wanted it to be different. And I really wanted to speak from the heart because of what I share in the book in and of itself is, you know, my life and my story. And in fact, when I wrote in the book and you put it out there and then you give it to family members or you give it to other people and I forgot some of the things that I had shared and people had no idea that I had gone through the things that mm-hmm. I had gone. So through, it's like, you're really putting yourself out there. Absolutely. So it really was, that was the strategy behind it. Like I really wanted to set myself apart. And a lot of times, even as a speaker, which I am, a lot of stages will look for people who are um, published. You know, if they're deciding between two people and they're both equally mm-hmm. of value, but one of them has a book, a lot of times they'll select the person that has a book okay. because it's just another layer of credibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You, you know, like having a podcast layer of credibility. Mm-hmm. I also have a TV show layer of credibility because it's amazing to people who don't know sometimes the background that they think like having a TV show. Oh my gosh, you know, you're a TV star. My brother always calls me a TV, TV. star, right? <laughs> but it's it's not. It's streaming television. It is TV. It's sure. not like um, sometimes people will have YouTube channels or those kinds of things sure. and say that it's TV. This is, I actually fly down to Dallas, um, you know, have a studio where I'm being um, taped, okay. right? It's, it's live, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's just, it's about credibility mm-hmm. and it's about really letting people know authentically who you are and that I share my vulnerability mm-hmm. is really what it comes to. So, you know, I'm surrounded by amazing people. And when I said that I was going to do this, um, this project, I invited other people to be part of it and people love to say yes, mm-hmm. they really do, but they're nervous. But I had a whole protocol in place where there was coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd hired somebody to help me with this. And then it was published through Amazon. Awesome. Yeah. That is so amazing. Wow. So before we take a deeper dive, so you mentioned your podcast. You mentioned your television show. You have to share. How can everyone find <laughs> your podcast and your show? The easiest way, quite honestly, is to go to juliejones.biz, and there is a tab at the top that says media, and you can go ahead and find my podcast. It's on all major podcast channels, and then my television show is on there as well, and then we'll probably put into the notes of this, like I always like to to talk about the notes. I'm always looking for my stuff, right? But I have this... This fun little card that also has some information and you can scan the QR code and that takes you to a whole slew, a whole menu of different ways that you can find me and connect with me. Okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. You're in all the right places. I am. I'm all the right places. Look, I'm here today. Yeah. Right? All the right places. <laughs> and so Kristen and I um, really wanted to focus on your chapter. It, so let's start there. So Kristen... I, but into yeah. anything that you want to ask before we go further. I've seen you in workshops and read your books. And I think one of the things that really sticks out is you faced your fears and overcame, you know, so many obstacles and challenges. But what can you share with our listeners about getting over the fears? Like, how do you get over that hump of being afraid to do something and write a book or, you know, put yourself out there? 
Well, and of course, the name of my chapter is Face the Fear and mm-hmm. Do It Anyway, mm-hmm. right? And that really is what it's about. It's about taking action. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds easier said than done, right? Like somebody who's on the verge of not being able to like move forward and face that fear. But I think of one of my clients who's also going to be on the podcast, Dr. Chris Condon, yes. who wrote his very first book. And that was like eight years in the making. Really? And it's been, it's been a while. And, and was uh, it because you said stop waiting? Well, I said stop. Yes. Well, <laughs> if you hire me as a coach, right? Like you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to stop waiting. Right. And you're going to start doing the things that you've always talked about doing. Mm-hmm. See, there's a lot of energy wasted and spent Thinking, mm-hmm. thinking about doing something and not going ahead and just taking the action steps to do it. And I know most people's fears stem from the fact of how they're going to look. Mm-hmm. And I forgot exactly. today my, my favorite prop, my googly eye glasses. But as you know, I'm known for my googly eye glasses, right? And it's like getting to the point that, you know, you are a gift. And I often say, I've been saying this a lot, um, especially in the last couple of weeks, is, you know, I'm a believer in God. And I say that God doesn't make mistakes. And you are perfect exactly the way that you are. And you really just need to continue to put yourself out there and share your message. And it's okay. We're all going to stumble and fumble. But that's why people find me. And it doesn't always have to be that they hire me. Like I often, you know, offer a 30-minute free call with me. Bring to me what's really, you know, holding you back. Mm -hmm. And I will give you a million a million ideas of things that you can do to just start taking those steps forward. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I always think about, because I tend to always want to do more, be more, you live my fullest life, right? Just like you. Um, so how do you accept that you are good enough and exactly perfect the way God made you without being complacent? Because for me, I've always... No, I'm not yet good enough. I had to do more. I got to be more, right? So where is that fine line for you? Well, that's why I came up with the journal. Because <laughs> it says stop doing, start being. So it is like a balance counterbalance, right? right? Like people believe that there's balance in life and I'm here to dispel that myth. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, work hard, play hard, mm-hmm. right? And I don't even like the word hard because it doesn't have to be hard. But like, it's about being in the moment. See, people believe that if they do, 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 Mm -hmm. they're going to have and Mm -hmm. they're going to be happy, right? And it's the opposite way around. It's like, you want to be happy first. And in being happy or being loved or being like, you know, who you were born to be, that's where the doing and the having will come into place. But again, you don't want to be all work. Mm-hmm. All work, 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 work. I call it like, woo, busy. <laughs> Everybody talks about like, you know, the first question that you ask them, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all busy. Yes. But like, are you busy living life? Are you busy being productive? What are you busy doing? Like sometimes we're just doing a bunch of mundane stuff that really doesn't need to be done. Mm-hmm. We think it's important, right. but it's really not that important. Like if you look at things, and you guys both know my story right now, right? Like on um, November 9th, my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer. It's like it shouldn't take a life altering moment like that to change everything. 
because that's what usually happens for people, but it has changed everything. Because now all of a sudden, you know what's a priority. I know how I want to spend my time. It's not running around like a chicken with my head cut off where I used to think that things were important. Mm -hmm. Now I really know truly what is important. It's the time with him and the time spent doing the things that matter most, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm still working. I mean, I'm not working as much. And again, all those things that I thought had to be done, Mm -hmm. you know, no longer are important. And that's the reason for the journal as well, is that because if you look at it, what are you celebrating today and most excited about? You know, it's about celebrating what you did get done. And even if it was nothing more than just enjoying a beautiful sunny day, and you read and you did what you really love to do, mm-hmm. that's important. That's worth celebrating. Because again, you know, when we are at our deathbed, it's not about like we don't look at all the money we have, we don't look at what got done. We look at the time and the experiences that we had with people. It's the memories. Mm-hmm. And memories don't come necessarily from stuff, they come mm-hmm. from life experiences. Of course. Yes. Yes. One thing I love about your journal is the prompts, of course, are are great. Um, But the fact that you could choose each day and choose which prompt you're going to do. And so you don't, for me personally, I don't necessarily answer each one each day. I'll put the date down and write to the one, and I have used it. Uh, Real quick, you don't get to see into my private thoughts. Um, But you get to choose which prompt you want to answer, but it's all about gratitude. It's all about journaling, and, you know, I just, I love it. I love the structure of it. Well, and you you hit the nail on the head because... I've done journals, right? And mm-hmm. I've, I've had journals. I've like million journals that I've ever started. And I get this, this mindset like, oh my gosh, I have to do this every day. Mm-hmm. Have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's so important to know your language. Do I have to or do I get to? Mm-hmm. And when you get to do my journal, you're right. There are no dates on there purposefully. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a place that you can fill in a date mm-hmm. because it's about you using it when you want to use it. Mm-hmm. And I often find, again, with working with clients and working with people, that people get to the end of their day and they look at that dang to-do list and see everything that didn't get done versus looking and saying, oh my gosh, look at all the amazing things that was able to accomplish today. Right, right. And from your book too, I really enjoy the fact that you have different authors with the chapters because you might really resonate with a different person. But from your chapter, I underlined a quote that I would love for you to speak to if you don't mind. And it is, fear is a reaction, but courage is a decision. So if you, could you speak to that a little bit more? Absolutely. Because really think about that. You know, like you're faced with writing your first book, right? So the immediate reaction may be, is it fear? Is it happiness? Is it, oh my God, like what the heck am I doing, right? (laughs) But standing in courage, like when you decide, it is, like you can hear my language, when you decide that you're going to stand in courage and face whatever is coming at you, like I have two options right now in my life. Like, I could let the fear, I could let, you know, the, the unknown of our, our current situation really stop me in my tracks. Like, I could have told you, because, you know, you, call, you text me and checked in and said, okay, like, are you sure you still want to do this? And I was like, yes. Because interestingly enough, before the first book came out, 
Um, I've been sharing this story. Not a lot of people always know this, but on November 6th of 2021, my husband was, um, we were at a wedding together and he had a massive seizure and he actually died at that wedding and was resuscitated uh, at that wedding and spent, you know, like three, four days in the hospital. And he was released from the hospital and then two years later to the day, November 6th, 2023, is when he ended up in the hospital again. Wow. And November 9th, we got the current cancer diagnosis, right? But it was on November 6th of 2021, my book was scheduled to come out November 17th. And I was faced with the exact same question. My publisher asked me, do you want to move forward and still release the book on the 17th? Like not knowing what my husband's situation was because he was in a medically induced coma for a couple of days. Or do you want to, you know, go ahead with the book? And really knowing that the name of the book is Stop Waiting, Start Living, it was like, nope. I, I, I just felt the calling that I needed to move forward with making that book you know, a reality and also knowing how much he supported me and that he wanted me to have that, you know, that book go forward and stuff as well. He eventually got released from the hospital. That book went to international bestseller. So my book went to number one in Canada, Italy, as well as the United States. And yes, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So, but that was the clear intention, like, you know, setting the clear goal, the clear intention, like this is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's no different now. Like, again, you know, when you come to me and say, okay, are you know, are you ready to talk about your book? Do I say no because of everything that's going on? Or do I share my story knowing that it can impact and make a difference for somebody out there who may be, go- may be on the same journey, mm-hmm. right? There may be somebody that's going to listen in, that's going to hear this podcast or see the video and think, oh my gosh, I'm in the same position. And I'm here to tell you, like, reach out to me because I will be there for you to, you know, to give you a, a guiding hand. So. Love it. Yeah. So besides your journal, so I, knowing you as well as I do, Julie, I feel like you're constantly giving, constantly there for everyone else. You're constantly giving of yourself. What do you do to fill your bucket besides journaling? Filling my bucket looks like a lot of times it really is um, connecting with friends. I, you know, I really do have an amazing group of people that surround me and I love to be able to spend time with friends. I've got, you know, three rescue dogs. Mm -hmm. So doing some walking, you know, they love when mom says, let's go for a walk, right? And getting myself out there. I do some self-care, of course, because I always say self-care is not selfish, so this afternoon I'm going for a massage, yeah, right? Like I've got a massage scheduled. And some of those things I've always looked at necessity, not as luxury. A lot of people, mm-hmm. gosh, I mean, like we'll say, oh, I don't need a massage. And I'm like, I need a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I need one, right? Like it's not, you know, a luxury. So I do those things. And I think the most important thing that I can be doing right now is, you know, asking for help if I need it. Mm -hmm. Because I think so much for so many of us, like we live this life of being like a lone ranger, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh no, I've got it. I've got it. Like I can do, I can do it all. Mm -hmm. Right. And as human beings, we were not put on this earth to, you know, to be alone. Like we discovered that through COVID. That's Mm -hmm. why I think it was so hard for so many people is the solitude and the aloneness when people just really wanted to be together. And so it's remembering that and, you know, going out there and finding the people 
that are in your like you know circle, your wheelhouse, mm-hmm. right? And if they're not lifting you up, then it's time to find some new people mm-hmm. and find yeah. the people that vibrate with mm-hmm. you, right? So yeah, yeah. And yeah. isn't it funny how much joy those rescue dogs give you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like every you know, like every once in a while, you're like, oh my gosh! And I, I have gone to. Um, rescue pals, you know, twice now, uh-huh. um, right here in Fountain Hills, because mm-hmm. I, I love what they do and how they they help the community. And um, you know, two of our bigger dogs that are, have been both rescued. We lost Mickey a, about almost now two years ago, but he came from rescue, and now we have Roscoe. Aww. And Roscoe <laughs> is just a big love bug. He's such a. I would probably you know rescue all the dogs from rescue pals. <laughs> my rescue ranch right and that would probably be you know um not the best idea right now (laughs) I also really like you have your separate journal but I really like that even in stop waiting and start living you have journaling prompts within I think that's unusual for a self-help type book. I call all of my, I love self-help books. Kristen and so I are yes. avid readers, and that's why, that's why Kristen and I are doing this together. This awesome. is more for us than it is for you guys. But I do, and what do you think, Kristen? I really enjoy the fact that you're journaling right with each chapter. It's so cool. Well, and that was designed, um, I'm very intuitive, right? And so, like, I'm getting all these downloads all the time. That's why a lot of times when I speak, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to speak on because people are like, oh, I'm so excited to hear you speak. I'm like, I'm excited to hear what I have to say. (laughs) I've never heard you say that, and I love it. Yes, because, yes, I mean, I know my material, but, like, like, Somehow things just download into me that, you know, like somebody in my audience needs to hear that. And so I'm just going to speak it out loud for whoever is there. But there, I kept getting the message because the book is about taking action, right? Like we can mm-hmm. read as many self-help books as we want. Mm-hmm. But after you read them, if they sit on the shelf and you don't take action on what you've read, it's it's all well and good. But it's about like how did this book shift and change my life and what can I really put into action Mm -hmm. and that takes an additional action step it takes reading it writing it because writing just is another form of like you know making it sink in a Mm -hmm. little bit more and then stepping forward and taking the action because I've read a lot of books I've gone to a lot of great seminars but the biggest thing is always about what is the one or two things that I'm taking away that I'm going to put into action so yeah. yeah So what's, do you have a routine to journal and do you share your routine with us that keeps you? My routine looks a lot like, yeah, when I, when I feel the calling, um, I have a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. So I'm really big. Like I use my own journal, of course, you know, of course it's, yeah. great, it's, a, it's a great journal, right? <laughs> However, I'm all about gratitude and I've always done like whether I have a gratitude journal or not, but I'll pick up my notebook and I'll write the things that I'm most, you know, grateful Mm -hmm. for, you know, attitude of gratitude to start off with. A lot of times in those gratitude journals, you start off thinking, like being thankful for the big things. And then it comes down to like the very small things that you end up, you know, recognizing and being grateful for. Like there are so many times I say how grateful I am to wake up to the sun and the beauty Mm -hmm. and everything else, because like living here in Arizona, and I've traveled the world, I still think that the sunsets here are the most beautiful sunsets mm-hmm. I've seen anywhere in the world, right? So it looks like, and I don't put have-tos on myself. 
So like if I wake, you know, I wake up and I like, I have kind of a routine in the morning where I'll make myself some coffee. The dogs want to be, you know, um, fed and stuff. And then just taking that time for myself when, whether that looks like, you know, a little bit of meditating, you know, going outside and stretching, getting Mm -hmm. some vitamin D in, you know, um, I love to listen to, um, um, inspirational music in the fact that it's instrumental, uh-huh. You know, so like, and letting that creativity flow because it's in the down times that our creativity comes to us. Mm-hmm. Writing in a journal, you know, I used to. There's there's a book out there called The Miracle Morning, and yes. he's got like five yeah. steps of things to yeah. be doing. Of right? Of course, we've read yeah. it. <laughs> of course, you've read it, right? <laughs> However, like sometimes again, it gets overwhelming for people. It's like, okay, I have to do this, right? Right. It's like, I tell people all the time, especially when they come to my seminars or they do anything, it's like, take one thing, one thing, and you like consistently implement it on a daily basis for at least 90 days. You know, and after 30 days, if you feel yourself being consistent, then you can bring something else in. But it's the overwhelming things that we do to ourselves. Like, you know, if you've ever wanted to release a few extra pounds, right? Like, what's the first thing you do? You say, oh my God, I'm going to eliminate sugar. I'm going to eat, you know, like really limited meals. I'm going to exercise 10 times a day. Yes. And like you do (laughs) more water, like more water, all these things. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, like you do that maybe a day or two Mm -hmm. and then you're done because it was too overwhelming. But if you just decided, you know what, I'm actually going to just do that water thing and just drink more water, like you'd be surprised with drinking the more water gives you a feeling of fullness. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're eating cleaner and then maybe you have more energy to go do that walk or do whatever it is you want. It's like, I tell people, stop shooting on yourself. Like, you know, like just do what feels good and incorporate it. Don't beat yourself up because, you know, you it's it's this comparison yeah. game, right? Like, yeah. oh, you know, Betsy, she does all this stuff and look at how successful she is. So now you think to yourself, okay, well, I need to do all the same things mm-hmm. and you don't. Yeah. Right? Like you have your own lifestyle, your own routine, your own things that mean, you know, maybe differently to you than they do to Betsy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think it's so interesting, your use of words. I don't know if anyone else has picked up on this, but Julie said, release a few pounds. How many people say, lose a few pounds? Well, when you lose something, you try to try find, to find it. it. Yeah. Right? That's right. And so I've noticed that that's just one example. But it, almost everything you say sounds very intentional. Like you are very careful. I don't know if that must just be intuitive. It's, about well, it's words. not so much careful. It's that... Like from everything that I've done, like we are talking to ourselves all the time. As I'm talking to the audience right now, I'm talking to my unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like coaching myself, mm-hmm. I'm setting myself up, right? And so our unconscious mind is designed to protect us and keep us safe. So sometimes by some of the words that we use, and I'm a um, master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming, uh-huh. so some of the words that we use that we're talking to ourselves can help the unconscious mind feel safer so that you don't always have that fear reaction, Mm -hmm. right? Like fear is always going to be there because as human beings, we have fear or flight, like, you know, like the fight or flight, you know, kind of response that's always going to be there to protect you. It becomes the issue when you're allowing it to run your life too much. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. 
Yeah, very impressive. I feel like we could talk to you for like the next three hours, but (laughs) to stay within our podcast time limits, um, is there anything you'd like to share? Any questions you might have, Kristen? Anything in closing? Yeah, you know what? I was just going to say, I love that you, we give ourselves these have tos, you know, and you don't give yourself any. And I think that's like a key takeaway for me today is like with the journaling, you know, I do that, you know, for a couple of weeks and then I've fall off the bus with that, you know, and I stopped doing it. And so I think that that's something that I can immediately apply today is that, you know, not giving myself those have tos. It's okay to journal once a week or, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. I pick it up and give myself permission and that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really out there like, you know, for people to stop beating themselves up. Mm -hmm. I think as human beings, we just go to a place again. It's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't do this again today. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's your life. It's your journey, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody gave us a handbook when we were born and said, okay, this is exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Right. We're figuring it out as we go mm-hmm. along and seeing what resonates with you. Right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. This is so fun. You're right. I could talk for another six hours. So (laughs) let's go. I know. Thank you so much for watching today or listening on your favorite podcast platform. Check in the notes for the links to all of Julie's books and to her television show and to her podcast. And like, share, and review our podcast wherever you listened. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. All right, that's a wrap.